0: What
1: will future Americans say we did in our brief time right here on Earth? Did we take risks? Did we dare to defy expectations? Did we challenge accepted wisdom and take on established systems? I think I did, but we all did. And we're all doing it. Or did we just go along with convention, swim downstream so easily with the curve? Remember this, nothing worth doing ever, ever, ever came easy. Following your convictions means you must be willing to face criticism from those who lack the same courage to do what is right And they know what is right, but they don't have the courage or the guts or the stamina to take it and to do it. In my short time in Washington, I've seen firsthand how the system is broken. A small group of failed voices who think they know everything and understand everyone want to tell everybody else how to live and what to do and how to think but you aren't going to let other people tell you what you believe especially when you know that you're right when the pilgrims landed at plymouth they prayed when the founders wrote the declaration of of independence they invoked our creator four times because in america we don't worship government We worship God. You have to do what you love. You have to do what you love. I've seen so many people. They're forced through lots of reasons, sometimes including failure, to go down a path that they don't want to go down. To go down a path that leads them to something that they don't love. But they don't enjoy You have to do what you love. Or you most likely won't be very successful at it.
2: Remember, the president told you everything you need to know. It's the outsiders that make a difference in our nation. It's the outsiders that tell you. Uh, <laughs> well, they don't tell you. They show you. They show you uh, how powerful you are, how strong you are, how um, you are able to overcome everything if you actually um, strive to do what you love. And we love freedom, and that is it. So I thought today I could start with a video that is that is um, quite interesting, and it's a fascinating story. I wanted to share it with you just to let it percolate for a bit about a guy who came out of a 12-year coma, and what he told everyone was amazing. Take a listen. About
3: ghosts and other paranormal beings, but about the condition that every person can face. A coma, an absence of reactions, loss of consciousness, in which you seem to freeze between our world and the other side. Having fallen into a coma, some people have been in the state for many years, and doctors still can't make any forecasts. But among the many sad stories, there are those that can be called a real miracle, so we'll talk about them today. Martin Pistorius was born in South Africa in 1975. In January 1988, when the boy was 12 years old, one day he came home from school and complained of a sore throat. It would seem that such a problem is treated with the simplest medications, but Martin never returned to school. His condition disastrously worsened, and doctors could not understand what was happening to the boy. A few days later, he was so exhausted that he almost completely lost control of his body and slept all the time. Soon, he began to quickly lose memory, and a couple of days later, fell into a coma. The cause of the disease was never established. Martin had long been treated for cryptococcal meningitis and cerebral tuberculosis, but everything was useless. After a while, the doctors admitted that Martin completely lost touch with the outside world, and nothing more can be done to help him. He was discharged from the hospital, and the parents were told that they could only look after him and wait for the disease to do its job. Of course, there was a tiny chance that the boy would recover, but the doctors claimed he would never be able to return to normal life. In a state of coma, people rarely live long, but Martin, contrary to all predictions, kept hanging on to his life. However, was this existence a real life? He spent more than 10 years at home. Everyone thought that he'd lost all contact with the outside world. But Martin claims that he regained consciousness a couple of years after he fell ill. I was completely unresponsive. I was in a virtual coma. I was lost in the land where dragons lie and no one could rescue me, Martin shared. When he was 17 years old, he completely regained his consciousness. Memory returned to him, but the guy still couldn't talk. He felt like a ghost, because people seemed to look through him, and Martin himself could only watch them. However much I tried to beg and plead, shout and scream, I couldn't make them notice me, Martin wrote later. This dark reality hit me that I was going to spend the rest of my life like that, totally alone. The guy was trapped, and his only interlocutor was his own thoughts, thoughts that could not be called joyful. Once, Martin even heard his mother, in a fit of despair, said that it would be better if all this ended right now, no matter how. This was the most terrible moment in his life. The boy was hurt, but he understood that she said it because she considered herself to be a bad mother that can't help her beloved son. The only one who believed in the boy until the very end was his father. Every day, he washed and fed Martin, dressed and even made a massage. Inside, I cried desperately to him. Dad, I'm here. Can't you see? But he didn't notice me. I could only stare, praying my silent desperation would somehow communicate itself, recalls Martin. To train the brain, the boy constantly solved problems in his mind, and one day everything changed. When Martin was 25, one of the paramedics that worked with him noticed his faint attempts to make it clear that he was present. A meaningful look, a barely perceptible smile, a nod. Martin was urgently sent to a special centre for alternative communication at the University of Pretoria, where he passed various tests and proved to be conscious. Learning about the improvements of the son's health, the mother quit her job, and for the next two years, helped Martin to develop a special computer programme, with which Martin can now communicate. He chooses words, and the laptop speaks for him. Hello. I would like to introduce myself. My name
4: is Martin Pistorius.
3: Having received the opportunity to communicate, the guy was able to finish college and even got a job as a designer at a web company. Long and heavy rehabilitation did its job. A facial expression returned to Martin, the movements of the upper body. In 2008, he met his sister's friend, Joanna. A year later, they got married and lived happily together in the UK. I'm happy with who I am says Martin. Life can change so quickly. It is important to appreciate what you have at the moment. In 2011, Martin Pistorius's book, Ghost Boy, was published, in which he told his story and shared all the experiences that he'd had while he was locked inside his own body. Martin calls on everyone to treat each other with kindness, respect, and sympathy. Never underestimate the power of reason, the importance of love and faith, and don't ever stop dreaming. But no matter how marvelous the story of Martin seems, it's not the only one. In 2007, a Polish guy named Jan Grzebski came to his senses after spending 19 years in a coma. Yes, friends, for 19 years. In the 80s, Jan, who was at that time 46 years old, worked as a track man on the railway. But during the work, he was seriously injured by a fastening of the car. And was urgently sent to the hospital doctors told the relatives the sad news in addition to the injuries received jan suffered from a brain tumor and soon fell into a coma the prospects were disappointing grosevsky could not last more than three years but jan's wife gertruda was not about to give up every day she not only did all the necessary procedures for her husband but also constantly talked to him sharing the latest news it would seem like quite a meaningless occupation, but Gertruda saw Jan react to her words. She just thought everyone else didn't see it. The man's fingers trembled, and his eyes moved under his eyelids. But the doctors asserted that these involuntary convulsive movements meant nothing. But as Jan grew older, the size of the tumor decreased allowing him to gradually regain consciousness. In the end, everything ended in a completely unexpected way. Mr. Grzebski came to himself on April the 12th, 2007. Doctors couldn't say anything. Turned out that Gertrude was right all this time. At the time when Grzebski fell into a coma, he had four children. Back then, Poland, or rather the then Polish People's Republic, was in a deep economic crisis. The workers constantly organized mass strikes. And in general, life was not easy. Imagine what was Jan's surprise when he discovered that the world around was completely different. And if he fell asleep in the era of communism, then he woke up in a country that had joined the European Union. When I went into a coma, there was only tea and vinegar in the shops. Meat was rationed, and huge petrol queues were everywhere. Now I see people on the streets with cell phones, and there were so many goods in the shops. It makes my head spin, Grzebski said in an interview. In addition, when he regained consciousness, Jan suddenly discovered that all his children had grown up long ago and had their own families, and he himself became the happy grandfather of 11 grandchildren. However, according to Grzebski himself, being a grandfather was not news to him, as Gertrude told him all about this, and the man heard every word. Another similar case occurred to a guy named Juan Torres. In 2013, when Juan was only 19... His parents discovered that he was unconscious on the floor of his own bedroom. The boy didn't speak. He couldn't eat or move independently. Doctors told relatives that the young man is in a vegetative state, and it was possible he could stay like this for the rest of his life. It was completely unclear why Juan suddenly disconnected from the world. The night before, nothing strange had happened to him, and he didn't feel unwell. According to the parents, he just came home from work ate a salad and went to bed but something happened that night and in the morning the mother found Juan unconscious it's been two whole years before some changes had taken place in this condition one day on Thanksgiving Day family members took the young man to the backyard to have some fresh air Juan's favorite dogs were playing around and suddenly his father made a strange decision he put a dog's whistle on his son's lips and suddenly, Juan whistled. It was obvious this wasn't a simple reflex, and it soon became clear that the guy began to recover. Soon after the unexpected experiment, Juan began to move his lips, then whisper, and after all, he could speak on a par with others, having fully recovered his voice. Gradually, other cool things returned too, like the ability to draw, play the piano, or play with the dogs. Juan even learns to walk again, and although this isn't easy, he's succeeding. Surprisingly, like the other heroes of our video, the guy claims to have memorized all that has happened in those two years. For example, asking doctors to move his arm or watching a tennis ball. And it's not just words. Using special tests, scientists have confirmed Juan did really see, hear and understand everything that was happening. He also told he was very upset about this. He couldn't communicate with his family and wasn't able to do what the doctors asked him to do. It was really sad. In the end, Juan Torres was able to overcome his unknown disease, return to school and even engaged in sports, including wheelchair rugby. The guy spends his free hours on a computer writing electronic music and the doctors, well they still can't find any explanation for what happened to Juan. Perhaps youth and physical strength helped him to recover, but only these factors are not enough because so few people come to their senses and live a full life, having been on the edge. Maybe it's just a miracle. Guys, it's time to reach
2: So why listen to these stories of people that randomly just their bodies gave out, but their minds were still there? Their bodies gave out, but their minds were still there. And it just so happened. Unexplained, nobody knows. It happened to young people, older people. Nobody knows. One day the people will know. But think of it this way. There is body shut down, but the mind is on. What if the body's on, but the mind is off? That is one of the... Scariest thoughts, and I'd like for you to have that percolate for a bit and kind of think about what that short clip had to say um, without saying it. Now, before we get into uh, news, right, I wanted to revisit what we were talking about yesterday. It seems maybe someone was listening. I don't know who this person is, but I did tell you that FEMA has changed their zones. And they're called the FEMA PA TAC contract map. And what's fascinating, oh, someone's playing my thing, but I think they put the map on. Hold on. So did they find the map? Because I saw the picture of the map. Oh, gosh darn it. Well, we're going to watch their video, um, but I'm going to take it to where after the stuff we talked about yesterday. Um, Let me just connect this here. So New York is zone three. Uh, They found a map, which is quite fascinating how they found it because um, I'm very impressed See, just like President Trump said, it's us. But as you could see yesterday, we talked about the FEMA zones and how this was being surrounded by Zone 2 and Zone 1. But this one and this and this are the third zone. Well, Zone 1, as they say, or Zone 3, whichever. Zone 3. So you have to think, why would New York... Washington, Oregon, Idaho, California, Nevada, Arizona, these, and this, and this, which is Nebraska, Iowa, Kansas, Missouri. Why would they have one zone on their own? So let's see what this Patriot put together. Now, considering that they've taken Mississippi and Alabama, I'm just going to assume Kentucky and Tennessee, as you can see on the map, uh, region four is Kentucky, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Mississippi. So um, I would consider since the majority of those states are included that Tennessee and Kentucky are there or else they would have fallen into region two, right? which means that this region, Region 7, which is Nebraska, Iowa, um, Missouri, and Kansas, seem to be independent, which is a question you should ask yourself. What is in Kansas that would isolate it from regions surrounding them? So 2, 1, would we assume that this is 3? We can assume, maybe. Assume. Now, uh, that would also include Puerto Rico, um, which is... Region seven is Puerto Rico, um, but I would assume that would actually fall into region three. So as you can see, this Patriot took my episode and found information. So look at the map carefully. You see that we have Washington, Oregon, Idaho, California, Nevada, Arizona, Guam, Hawaii, American Samoa, Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands, and New York as region three. The cities, the cities. So it's a green zone. This is a red zone. This is a blue zone. Just pay attention. Don't ask me why. Maybe it's something I know. But here we are. This region is not, it's surrounded by one and two, well, it's actually just surrounded by two. So they've excluded the core of those states. It's very important. What do we say we know is in Kansas? So let me show you some other advertisements so you understand um, like what's up. Because they've got environmental posts that they've put out Um, let's see, well they asked for geologists, industrial hygienists, we saw that one. Where is it? They're offering health insurance. So from a staffing agency, um, it claims you must have a four year college degree, at least two years experience in the field of health scientists, hydrologists, soil, same thing, coastal engineers, water quality specialists. this is again for zone two water quality specialists, soil, geo, ecologists, structural engineers. Um, they claim, please keep in, uh, qualified individuals must be a US citizen, have a four-year degree, blah, blah, blah. They say, candidates with prior experience to FEMA disaster-related work experience with FEMA public assistance disaster response and recovery will be given pre- preference. Please keep in mind, with the uncertainty in dealing with COVID, remember that there is a task order released by FEMA we will not have work unless until there is a task order released by FEMA, we will not have work available. It is coming. We just don't know when it could be a few weeks, could be a few months and not everyone is chosen for deployment. Um, I really want to share this with you guys. Give me a second. Let me see if I can, because this is what prompt was sent to me and I found it in an archive and it was further deleted by um, company so I couldn't, I could pull up the breadcrumbs and this is how I found all the other ones. They're putting them up and then taking them down the minute there's a response. This one was supposedly on for about 30 days, it was an older one that came up. So. I really want you guys to see this. I told you what they are planning and you don't, you can just trust your gut. Okay. Just think of it this way. What is it that you're seeing right now? What is going on right now? What are they telling you right now? How is this happening? And maybe that can make some sense to you. Here we go. I got the picture for you guys. So let me see if I I can't zoom in, but here it is. It is coming. We just don't know when it could be a few weeks, could be a few months. Not everyone is chosen, but when life returns to normal, FEMA provides a meal per diem, lodging reimbursement and auto reimbursement. In addition to an hourly pay rate for those deployed in the field. Now um, the staffing agency is actually located in Iowa, which is weird. And there's a lot going on with that specific staffing agency that I've been looking into. Um, their profile has been tampered with on indeed uh, in the past, you know, uh, 24 hours, 48 hours. And uh, it's a, uh, it's a bit of an issue for me uh, considering that that means that there's a lot of people looking at what I'm looking at. And I want you again to remember uh, what, what, is it that we're seeing here we're seeing region six region eight and region five considered zone two we're seeing region one two three and four as zone one and zone seven is in the middle of zone and actually that's a correction because uh i've been looking into jacobs and i can't i have a lot into that company that company you need to pay attention It's quite dangerous that I'm actually saying this. Uh, But the fact that New York, Puerto Rico, this is where they're going to be occupied. I want you to pay attention. You are looking at the cities and the countries. I told you to look out for Missouri, well, St. Louis, and then it came into the news. You're going to see more coming in. We can change this because... As the president said, it's the outsider that makes a difference. It's the person that does things because they love something that makes the difference. All of this is going on while we're picking out backsplashes and cooking dinner. They're conspiring on a plan that they've had for decades. Well, Tori, you should have told us sooner. Really? Would you hear it? Would you hear it? the only way that this would have happened for you to have ears to hear and eyes to see is to have had president Trump run and win. And it was inevitable that he was going to win inevitable. But in a sense, one has to think the fact that they, we have this nation back temporarily as a people and then just to get it ripped out from under us tells us everything we need to know because the one thing of a great psyop is to raise someone's expectations to mesmerize them with people like I'm I'm still I know they're bots right but if you look at some of these people that have nothing to offer the people with their massive followings. You have to understand that they're psyoping you. Let me just continue this. Why would you create a circle around a specific place? Again, what do we have in Kansas? I wanted you guys to pay attention. So what they're doing now is just hiring a lot of people for what you would assume would be a disaster that we've been talking about in regards... um, to um, Uhatan. I hope you're seeing this. And you saw the pre-disaster video, so um, I want to play this old video uh, that was on Fox Business a while back, where um, some, um, it was stated that um, it was a professor of King's College saying that The United States is too dependent on FEMA. This is during the Trump administration. This is during the time of, you know, Hurricane Florence.
5: But I want you to listen to what he says. All right. The National Guard reportedly has 7,000 troops at the ready. They're there to respond to Hurricane Florence. Dozens of search and rescue teams in place on multiple military bases. But history has proven that we cannot always count on the federal government when it comes to disaster response. Since Hurricane Katrina, FEMA has wasted billions of taxpayer dollars. And that makes you wonder, is the private sector better at disaster relief than the feds? Well, let me ask associate professor of economics at the King's College. Brian Brenberg is here. Uh, Brian, it almost seems like there is a reliance on the federal government. Yeah. And, and somehow Big Brother is going to bail you out in those critical moments or uh, later on with a big fat insurance check.
6: Well, you know, that's true. And FEMA was never meant to be what it's become, by the way. I mean, it was meant to be a last resort backstop when local and state officials said, we can't get it done, we need some help. It's not that anymore. FEMA is the first responder now. They're actually there before the storm even strikes. And you're right, they have a history of wasted money. They have a, a history of failing to meet expectations. But the problem is every time they show up, It creates the expectation among people in the region. They're going to be there if we need them. They become the insurance policy, Mm -hmm. really that homeowners should be buying for themselves. And so now we're in that situation again, and you just talk to somebody on the phone there with expectations about what's going to happen here. And I think our expectations just get a little bit off of reality. And that's what really creates problems for people. They don't know how to respond when somebody doesn't show up.
5: Yeah. And it's true. I mean, and and there's a difference between self-reliance and dependency on the government. And and there are people who are incredibly capable and they have the right tools and, you know, they're, they're smart and they prepare and they have foresight. I understand that, but sometimes nature is stronger than even those valid forces. And then there are those who just say, you know what, we'll be fine because it's disaster uh, area. There's already been a state of emergency declared, so we will get insurance money.
6: Somebody's going to show up and take care. And there are a lot of people who think they're ready for these things. And then, th- then it hits and they say, whoa, this is way bigger. This is way tougher
2: than we... And it's going to be way bigger. What they have planned is way bigger. So again, I just want to show you one of the advertisements. So that way you understand exactly. Here's another advertisement. This is coming out of, oh, this is the Circo one I showed you. Let me show you another one. Um, this one is from, again, Circo. Oh, that one's from Illinois. This one's, oh yeah. So I showed you the Illinois one before. Now you're watching the Bowbridge, Louisiana one. Because <laughs> they Circo seems to have the contract to get these temporary hires in. But again, uh, they are looking for archaeologists, biologists, commu- commercial property, ecologists, health scientists, water quality specialists, wetland specialists. I want you guys to pay attention to that. I want you guys to pay attention to that. This is another advertisement. This is out of Louisiana. Oh, and remember, I had, I think I shared it, an IDCE badge. Thing that I had, I used to go to the International Disaster Conference and Expo in Louisiana every single year. I stopped going in 2018. I didn't go to the 2018 one. I want you guys to pay attention so you can understand what I've been telling you. There's there's a lot of people that for a very long time have been preparing for this. That's them right now. I don't know. I mean... I've told you what they have in store. But what I want to tell you is that a united America is an unstoppable America. And the question is, you've got to trust the people of Kansas to take it home. Because there is no place like home. Funny how they're in the center of this chaos. And for some reason, they're a region... Being surrounded. I mean, it's over here. So, I want to just say something. This whole thing. Let me pause right this. Here. Hats out to this person that put it together, and thank you. There's a lot of things that I must wait for public information before I can draw on it. People will be like, "Stop! This is our nation. You need to. You don't seem to understand. I don't toe the line. You never get any of it. And I'll explain." Well, we'll take the countries and the cities. The cities will be occupied zones, buffering. Those that are surrounding ground zero will be where most of the battles have fought. And this area right here will be holding back. It'll be... Quite devastating if we allow them to execute as they wish. Hypothetically speaking, of course. Kansas. It's all about the people there. Missouri. It's all about the people there. Nebraska. What are you doing, Harold Ham? What are you doing? You may have fended off the Chinese, but they're coming for you. Iowa. Ever wonder why the Democrats love Iowa? It's... No matter how many times you play out a scenario, there's always got to be that difference. And think about it. If you were an outsider looking down on humankind, you would see that humans aren't something that you can trust. Because, like many of you say, where are special forces? Where are all these people? Where's the military? Who the fuck is General Abrams getting orders from? Where are these people coming from? There's no place like home. Come on, Harold Ham. You got that straw. Suck it up. We got to get Omaha on the map and we've got to ensure that they do not do what they want to do. So on that note, I thought I'd let you in on just a nice kind of explanatory discussion. And this is from the actors, uh, that, um, took part. I don't know if I should show the actors. Let me think. We should watch this movie. Give me a second. Um, it's, um, okay. So I hope you guys like this. This is for those listening, just, just absorb this. Best five minutes of, I want to say sci-fi, but I mean, we're even running out of conspiracy theories.
7: You're back. I'm Mandy.
8: I'm
5: Dan. Subscribe to Jump. Buzz Buzz Woo!
8: This is your Counterpart Season 1 recap. Woohoo! Baby, we have had a wild ride through Season 1 of Counterpart. There will be a full 10 episodes. I'm here to recap. What is going on? Because, oh my God, this mystery and conspiracy is intense. Counterpart kicked off episode one, The Crossing. We really just got a full head-on introduction into this world through Howard Silk. Howard is our main man. J.K. Simmons plays our Howard and other Howard. And in this episode, we learned what the other side is. Howard met Howard. We saw Baldwin try to murder Howard's wife, Emily, who's in a coma on our side. This episode ended with an amazing cliffhanger. It was the first episode. And we saw other Emily was actually alive when other Howard told our Howard she was dead. Boom. Episode two, birds of a feather. What a perfect title for the second episode
2: of the season. Now, before anything, We're going to stop it right there so you can get what he said. I wanted you to hear that first before I moved into really good stuff. So this is a pretty good show. And I think um, you'll enjoy it. Where is it? Um. there it is. It's that one. Okay. You guys ready? I don't know if any of you have seen this. Have you guys seen this? Let me check the chat. Have you guys seen this? Have you guys seen it? Okay. Okay. Those of you that haven't, Maybe you should. Hi, and
9: welcome to Enchantment of Eternity's quick review for Counterpart Season 1. This video is a part of a series of videos where I give a quick, spoiler-free review of a show currently airing. In this video, I will cover Season 1 of the Star's original series, Counterpart. Although this video will mostly be spoiler free, I will have to get into some slight spoilers from the first couple episodes in order to describe the premise of the show. So if you'd like to go into the show completely cold, knowing nothing about the premise, you may want to skip this video. However, I don't give away Any specifics about the events that occur in the show, particularly in the later half of the season, I only get into the general premise of the show. In fact, I don't really cover anything that isn't covered in the trailer for the show, so if you've seen the trailer, I pretty much won't be adding anything that you don't already know. So, Counterpart was sold to me as a show about a Parallel Universe starring Academy Award winner J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor for the film Whiplash, but also appeared in films like Juno, the Sam Rainy Spider-Man films, and shows like Oz. He is, by all accounts, an amazing actor. However, typically he plays the same sort of asshole character who goes around being incredibly cruel to everyone, uh, like his character from Whiplash, Spider Man, and Oz. But also, from time to time, he can play a kinder, more gentler character, like in Juno and Terminator Genesis. Here, we get to see him do both as he plays two different versions of the same character. One is a gentle old man trapped in a dead-end job, and the other is a fast-talking, gritty spy. And J.K. Simmons is definitely a huge selling point for the show, as seeing him play these two characters is worth the watch just on its own. He does an amazing job, particularly when he has to play one of the characters pretending to be one of the other characters. It's a very tricky and nuanced thing that Simmons pulls off Perfectly. And in that way, it reminds me of Tatiana Mislani's performance in Orphan Black as being an amazing performance that upholds and elevates the whole show. But that being said, I think the story of Counterpart is stronger and is more to the show than just J.K. Simmons' performance. So Counterpart is a parallel universe story that takes place in modern day Berlin. Although I don't think calling it a parallel universe is completely accurate as it doesn't involve what you would typically think of as a parallel universe. As in most science fiction, a parallel universe refers to the theory of there being an infinite amount of universe which diverge based on choices and decisions that were made differently. And typically our characters from our universe visit these pre-existing parallel universe such as the Enterprise crew going into to the mirror universe in Star Trek, or Walter Bishop stumbling across a parallel universe in which his son is still alive in French. The situation in Counterpart is actually different as it doesn't deal with a pre-existing parallel universe. Instead, it describes the situation during the Cold War in the 80s where an experiment calls uh, the world to be duplicated. In that instance, both worlds were exactly identical. However, as time passed, the two universes begin to diverge and the parallel world ends up being entirely different and yet still the same. It reminds me of the Star Trek Voyager episode, Deadlock, where Voyager is duplicated and you have two versions of the same crew, except uh, this takes place decades after the duplication occurred, so the two different universes have diverged a lot since then. So both worlds keep this event a secret from the general population. However, the two universes maintain relations with one another where a somewhat treaty exists between them where they share information and technology with one another, uh, which is mutual beneficial because as the two universes continue to diverge, each would advance in different areas, and this treaty allows them to benefit From both worlds' advancements. For example, the other universe makes more advancements in terms of medical technology, whereas our universe advanced more in, uh, you know, uh, just uh, electronic technology. In particular, it's mentioned that our smartphone is far more advanced than anything that they had on their side. And one of the main points of differences between the two universes is that in the 90s, there was a massive plague that decimated the world's population and permanently affected the culture there to be more medical-based. And while the official stance of that universe is that the other universe had nothing to do with the outbreak, the show centers around a conspiracy of people who strongly believe uh, that uh, the prime universe was responsible for the outbreak. Uh since it didn't occur on that side. So they conduct espionage and from time to time murder people in order to enact a plan of revenge. In this way, the show reminds me a lot of the show Fringe, particularly in the second and third seasons, which dealt with a parallel universe who were suffering from disasters caused by our universe and so would send agents over to the other universe for nefarious purposes.
2: So... He was giving you the rundown and now you're going to watch the trailer and basically what happened in the eighties during the cold war, some unexplained event in, I don't know. I think it was like 1980. Well, it began in the seventies, but whatever, 1980, um, there was a war supposedly and the world was duplicated, but only one version of this world knew of the existence of the other one until they both discovered supposedly each other. One was lying that they just discovered themselves and they had veered off. So where we have Bernstein bears, they have Bernstein bears, you know, stuff like that. So um, I wanted to show you the trailer um, for this, the official trailer for season one. And then we're going to shift gears to our news. I just wanted you guys to see it in a more streamlined fashion.
9: I have come to this building every day and done my job. Three decades I've given to this office. But honestly, sometimes it scares me. I don't know what we do here. Have I done something wrong?
10: Someone walked in from the other side. The other side, I... Whatever you do,
0: don't panic. Hi,
4: mm. Howard. Billy, do you have any idea how lucky you are?
0: No one, no one
4: gets to meet the other. Other? Thirty years ago, during the Cold War, there was an experiment. Something went wrong. They opened up a passage. You go through this door, you come out the other side, you're in another world, identical to ours. There was one
9: reality, and then it duplicated. We share genetics, childhood. I want to know how you became so different. A kill order came out from my side, targeting people on your side. Handle is Baldwin. She's a contract assassin. Your wife may be her next target.
11: We're caught in the middle of something, whether we want to be or not.
9: Let's just build a wall and never come back.
11: They hate your side for what you've done to ours. You don't know these people,
12: like Lady. They don't tolerate mistakes.
0: The
4: last thing you want is me. With nothing left to say.
2: Right. So that's quite interesting. But, uh, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that's the way things go. This is just for you guys to see. This um, series, I believe we put together, when was it? 2019 that it came on the TV. So hopefully that'll give you a little bit of insight. Um, on predictive analytics, predictive analytics, I guess. So where do we start? Aside from the fact that this week has now suddenly released. Today, the concrete boots are off. It's Friday. And we're entering a really hot month. And I have to say, Ohio is making crazy waves (laughs) And um, I really don't want to be here in 2022, but I have to for the first half. But they've been making waves. You have been making waves. You, the people, have been making waves. This was so much fun to watch. Take a listen to this.
13: America is facing many threats, but perhaps the biggest threat right now is the infiltration of critical race theory into our schools. A theory that is teaching kids to not only hate America, but to actually hate each other. It's sad. They are learning that all white people are oppressors and black people are the oppressed. Critical race theory believes industry and academia, our entire nation really is, quote, inherently racist. It's not. But they push this system to get our kids, who were all previously colorblind, to now judge people based off of the color of their skin. It's backwards, right? Parents are fighting back across the country in Rocky River, Ohio. They're making their voices heard in opposition to the district's diversity and inclusion program. In other words, critical race.
2: That's what's up. But you heard it here first, and this is why I switched Phoebe's school, right? Remember, she was told to read a book as to how disgusting people of her skin color are and how important it is that she's apologetic and bows down. Remember that? That was crazy. And that's why I prefer to be penny pinching and paying for another apartment somewhere else so my kid can go to school than have her be subjected to that. I mean, what's next? Are they going to put chains on white kids in class to demonstrate how they should respond? Because we've seen that happen in colleges.
14: Theory. My opposition to the Marxist critical race theory instruction practices being forced into our school
5: systems stop teaching the dangerous politics of group identity the parents and taxpayers of rocky river see right through it
14: all right
13: well there are groups now nationwide to fight this dangerous curriculum u.s parents involved in education is at the forefront of this fight it's an organization providing parents with resources to fight back against their woke school districts Well, the communications director for the U.S. Parents Involved in Education group joins me now. April Few is her name. Also with us, a strong advocate for uh, USPIE and author of the book Words for Warriors, our friend Sam Sorbo is here. April, Sam, great to have you both on the show. Thanks so much. So April, I'm so glad you started this group because one of the things I like to do on this program is give people tools about how to fight back. When was the moment you decided you needed to do something.
12: Well, I've been working for USPI for about seven years now, and we have built a strong national coalition of parents who really uh, started the fight against Common Core and then joined forces uh, to create United States parents involved in education uh, because we saw that the problem was really coming down from the federal government. So, with this latest. Fad critical race theory, which has really been in the universities, as you mentioned on your show earlier, for quite some time. But it's now making its way down into K-12. And it's happening all over the country. It's happening in my hometown, which it, uh, prompted us to create this guide for parents. Um, I can go in step by step right, so and explain what we're doing. Well, April, let
13: me do this. Let me put, put some of the things that you recommend parents to do on the screen right now. We've, we've got a graphic. And then, Sam, I'm going to ask you about it. So, so gather your facts, local coalition building, approach the school board, legislative remedies, state coalition building, and unite in friendship and respect. Sam, I know you're a parent just like I am. How afraid are you for your children that the colorblindness is gone and starting at an earlier and earlier age.
11: Yeah, sadly, critical race theory is actually pushing racism, and we ought to be very clear about that. Uh, in fact, I heard of one parent who marched in there and said, how dare you teach my daughter, who was biracial, that I am oppressing her, the mother is white. She said, in fact, if anybody is oppressing her, it's her black father who walked out on us when she was two years old, Right. Like drop moments, uh, but that's that, that's not really what this is about. This is about separating children from their parents, turning them against each other, and turning them against themselves. This is about hatred for children. And so, what April and U.S. Pi are doing is fantastic because what they are encouraging parents to do is join together as a coalition, form some unity form some power in numbers and go to the school boards and start pushing back. And it's high time we did that. We've been putting up with this for too long. It's it's only it's critical race theory is only the latest in all of the different evolutionary steps that they've that they've taken to to tear families apart. Well, Sam,
13: let me ask you, because I know, as Sam said, there is really great strength in numbers when it comes to this. What do you do when the school board just doesn't want to hear what you all have to say? I mean, excuse me, April. I'm sorry, April.
12: Well, there are legislative remedies uh, that you can take. Uh, You can go to your elected officials. Um, You can try to get legislation passed on the state level to prohibit uh, critical race theory and all of its tenets like the 1619 Project, culturally responsive teaching because it's not called critical race theory anymore. Um, But you can also use our guide at uspi.org and take over your school board. Get some people in there who understand um. who are going to put up with this and tolerate uh, this racist, divisive theory?
13: Well, sometimes that's all it takes is to get right local candidates in there that can actually make a change from the local level. That's why I say Grant. local politics are so important. Don't just focus on it. Yes, Sam, real quick. I'll give you the last word. I just want to say
11: quickly. that we're fighting the unions, and we have to be cognizant of that. And the problem that we have is that the school board members are voted in and then the unions train them to vote for the unions, basically, no matter what. Critical race theory is a Marxist agenda. It's coming from our communist-controlled public uh, teachers' unions, and we have to be cognizant that we are fighting a bigger fight than that.
13: Well, Sam, I'll tell you, you're spot on, as always, because the unions are the biggest blockade to quality education in America today. We've already seen it. They're keeping kids out of school for no reason, and then this nonsense as well. Sam Sorbo, it's great to see you. April Few, thank you for coming on the program, ladies.
2: So as you see, what we've been talking about for a few months is quite important that uh, we need to take care of the unions. Now, I'm going to take you back in time. I'm, I just got that prompt. I'm going to look it up. But I was on the unions in September of 2019, trying to get them on their toes, which we, which we did uh, <laughs> in a way, financially. But then Bloomberg came in the picture and kind of um, beefed up their deficit, and we missed that. Um, hold on, let I me mean, amalgamated. Amalgamated Bank is the main bank uh, for all unions. Let me share. So I searched on my site to find the articles that I did back in the day. Because uh, the unions were indeed the problem, always. So <laughs> it's quite interesting how we see Biden use Google-backed company for influence operations. Told you that in October. Um, let's see, where are we? Exclusive, okay. Could union back loan of $10 million by amalgamated bank be funding new and possibly violent protests? This is where they had planned with the AFL-CIO. And here, the new BCCI Democrat Party Exclusive Bank. These are all things that I had put out there. I'm not showing you this to be like, hey, I told you so. I'm showing you this because people just didn't see what's right in front of them. So it's important to focus on what is happening right now based on the knowledge that you know now and the eyesight you have now. So, I wanted to pull these up and show you some very important portions of this. So the BCCI, you know that scandal, right, where they were, you know, funneling money for Mexican cartels, Chinese, uh, you know, cartels, because they're the worst ones. You think that those are bad? Wait. So I want you to know that the people that have chaired these are people like Truman, White House Council, et cetera. But here is where I broke it down. That Amalgamated Bank, for some reason, is using routing numbers. I already know the bank because I helped Soros buy that bank back in 2000. But um, all the money is being wired through New York, even though they're in Washington, D.C., and don't have an ABA routing number for D.C. Money laundering much? Anyway, uh, the bank itself has a Class A rating. And that's because of the leverage they show on the books, which is thick. And what really hurt me, and I realized at that point, this is probably why the president hasn't been obtaining correct. So I had to find alternative avenues um, to uh, get this information to them was the hiring of his secretary of commerce. And that's the vulture angel investor. Now, one of them, there was, so when the Amalgamated Bank was busted right after, um, you know, the whole Wall, Wall Street, uh, debacle that they did, you know, that they were funding it. Well, Ron Burkle, um, who's, who was actually working, he was like a senior advisor, um, to Ucopia, but he also worked for Clinton and Hillary for America and, 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 and he funded over a million into Hillary's run in 2008. He was one of them. And the other one was, of course, President Trump's Secretary of Commerce, Wilbur, right? And they they saved the bank that was going to get caught. So this is the guy that runs the place. These are all DCC, um, DCCC, DNC. Now, you have to understand that they have trade unions they have 20 branches in New York, California, New Jersey, Nevada, Washington, D.C., and their asset, you know, and they have, um, they do asset-based lending. Well, Barras and uh, UKpia companies were the ones that bailed them out when they got busted. Um, here's the lawsuit. They got busted for um, DECA International. And I want to tell you, if you actually look into these companies, you'll see where all the green new banks are coming from right here. And I made it clear. Okay. Didn't the BCCI have similar investment funds in Luxembourg? Doesn't Brennan have investment times with the Saudis in Luxembourg? And we're not talking about MBS. We're talking about the other Saudis like Saddam, for example. I'm just saying one of the Saudis. Well, actually there's three of them now left. So if I were the broke DNC, I would borrow money from my bank that houses all the NGOs and charities that support the causes I manufacture. If I were the broke DNC, I would borrow money from investors like political investments from companies in Germany, Ireland and Luxembourg, just like the BCCI did. If I were the broke DNC and someone realized I had spent all the union money, I would quickly cover it up by losing money. I would tell my bank bank what money I know I can never move around to temporarily flash and appease balance sheets that will be written off. Maybe I'll invest the union money in companies like AOL, even though I know they're undergoing a merger. I'll pretend to just have bad luck. 56 million lost means 56 million I don't have to pay back. If I were the broke DNC, my piggy bank would support organizations and movements like Occupy Wall Street and Black Lives Matter. I told you this in 2019. If I were the broke DNC, my piggy bank would be biased to progressive ideas, exclude customers and clients of political investment banking, and not be sued. If I were the broke DNC, my piggy bank and piggy bank CEO would be sitting in our office in DC, not our headquarters in New York, political investment banking. So, member of Democracy Alliance and This is it. I put that out and then later, you know, when I was talking about it on air and then I published an article, right? Look at that. Keep an eye out for DNC, Soros, progressive NGO, leftist amalgamated bank. DNC takes out $10 million credit line. See, all of this was there and I'm not trying to say, you know, you should have seen it. It wasn't time to see it. What I'm trying to point out to you is how much is out there and there's no point in revisiting it, but arming yourself with what is coming so you can discern it. These are all the democracy alliance resistance efforts. These are the unions and the companies that run through amalgamated bank. Could union back loan of 10 million by amalgamated bank be funding New and possibly violent protest. That was before George Floyd. Pay attention. So this is where you can see who and what is involved. You can see what is this from the Arab Spring, guys. I'm pointing this out. This is not something, this, Lisa Fithian, guys, this is not something simple that happened overnight. Okay? This has been ongoing, and this is why I'm demonstrating it to you this week. So when June hit, you understand that it was something that could not be stopped. Not because we didn't have the information to stop it, but because the people weren't at the point to understand it yet and see it. Here, FDIC caught amalgamated bank having open, I wonder who squealed on them, uh, that were never closed or collected, identical to the way BCCI was caught for laundering money. But then, you know, Obama was president, so if anyone spoke about him, I mean, look at Rachel, that dude, right? That dude, Rachel, as opposed to Rachel back then. So this is their lawsuit. They had a sign saying that they support the Occupy Wall Street movement. They were part of it. Look at what they are pushing. This is what they did. Look at what they did in Hong Kong. Hmm. All of this email from... um, to Hillary Clinton from Ken Volker when he asked her, we don't, you know, this is an email. Politico, money, FEC records, all soft. But what one thing that I want to tell my Texas peep, why is a red state like Texas using taxpayer money to collect union dues? Union dues are a scam, a Democrat scam, to have their hand in every blue-collar worker's pocket. Do you pay union dues? Do you have a union pension? I'd start asking questions. This is a big problem now because you're funding everything kind of like you're funding these stupid little, you know, uh, lotteries for people to get the vaccines. You're funding the Democrats. You are funding the Democrats. This is something as you see 2019, I was warning about it, but obviously, you know, People were too mesmerized with people decoding everything. That's the point. They psyoped you. Those people psyoped you. Those people that you trusted psyoped you. And now they're still psyoping you because I can't even fathom how someone like that Santa surfing that has been pushing bullshit has a following. Because I don't know anybody that watches her and anybody that did doesn't. They're psyoping the crap out of you. They're psyoping the crap out of you. How do they have those followings? Who are they again? They are the ones psyoping you. Because if they weren't, they'd be giving you the real news. Which of few of them are getting on board? Better late than never. Regardless, I don't know if I can forgive that. I'll try really hard. Um, I believe in redemption, but I digress. All of these people that have come out to tell you how to think, give you pipe dreams, right, are all hacking your reality, all of them. They don't even know who they're decoding. You do. I definitely do. But they don't. The thing is, this there is nothing that can stop what's coming. There's nothing that can stop what's coming. They've already planned it. Decades ago, they have gone on with their plan, regardless of what hiccups they get. Regardless of what hiccups they get. They are going with their plan. And like they said, it's coming. They said it in their advertisement, but we just don't know when. Okay? These people are sick. And as if you can see, I've been drawing your attention to the center of our heartland, which is the center of our food supply, the center of everything. And it seems that the people of Wuhatan, Kansas, that are supposedly mayors and city council, get in there and take that shit over. I've been telling you that. There's different, you know, we have to get signatures when I hear shit like that. I'm like, then you have, so what you're saying is you're making excuses as to why you don't have the balls to do it. Just like the president said in the video when I started my show today. It's that people don't have the courage. People don't have the ability to stand up and stand their ground. Oh, but I do, Tori. I just don't know where to start. You don't need anyone to tell you where to start. Just start from the middle. Start from the end. Start from the beginning. Start somewhere. But you've got to put your feet down. Because it doesn't matter. Regardless, what's coming is going to happen. Can't be stopped. How hard do you want it though? Do you want it to come at the speed that they fancy it? Do you want it to come at the speed that they want? Because that's going to be a boulder. You can make it a pebble to you and a boulder to them. Or they can throw the boulder at you. And then you can throw a few pebbles at them. Regardless, it's happening. Now, for some reason, just like the FEMA comment that was made years ago, people are too dependent on other people. You need to stand up and do it yourself. You don't go in there and barge in there, guns a-blazing. That's the way you fail. You're still free on paper. Use that. You're still free on paper. Use that. The deadline's coming up. And maybe this time around, I had too much faith in humanity. I have faith in humanity. So many people have scoffed at the idea of entrusting, you know, just humanity in general, because they're so evil, they're so filled with self-preservation, and every single time, right? Every single time, an attempt was made. Well, a leader came out. A group of leaders come out, right, to guide the people, because unfortunately, a lot of them need guiding. They say. There's a failure. It always fails. It always comes back to it. They were psyop very well, actually, back in early 2000 to delay what was coming because it should have already happened. And it was going to happen in a really brutal fashion. But then 9-11 happened. They, they caused that themselves. <laughs> but now we're at that point where it's like, have you ever seen where someone's like betting on that horse? And everyone's like, you're such a loser. Like that horse, you know, has its leg tied or it's three-legged. What are you doing? Because, you know, time and time again, that horse has shown to fail because the horse can't even follow the leader. And so, you know, I'm always the type of person of redemption. That's That's where you redeem yourself. So I believe that in a subtle way, Empowering the people to understand just how powerful they are will be enough of them to wake up and not stop But give a soft landing every person is a leader You do not need someone to shepherd you You do not need someone to hold your hand You do not need A leader you are a leader So Today in the morning, um, I had an appointment for, you know, that TMJ stuff. And I went to my orthodontist since I'm going to be traveling. And I noticed one thing. The technicians that he had that were doing like the, the bracing part, right, for me, he was teaching. And it was one orthodontist and there were 10 rooms with people. And what I realized was that he was creating leaders within his practice and this is why he's so successful because they weren't just assistants oh let me like prime for the bonding and stuff he would show how it's done why it's done like that so it's really really important that guidance is given so that people understand it's like someone uh training to be a master baker they start, you know, just prepping the flour and sifting the flour. Well, consider the past five years a crash course. So the past five years has been a crash course to the people to awaken. And Counterpart said something interesting, how they're saying that the QAnon, regardless if it was skewed at some point and still, regardless, they claim it to be so big like Christianity. And they compared it to that. Now, nobody still doesn't know who the OG is. They compare it to that. Why? Because when Jesus was here and spoke and guided people and created teachers and spread a message of love, of unity, and of hope, right, it changed the way people saw their neighbor, It changed people the way they saw themselves with their neighbors. It changed the way they saw the world. And so when the New York times, was it the New York times? It was the New York times, right? Yeah. It was the New York times. When they made that comparison, it shows you just how much they fear that this will be another awakening of the spirit again, as they saw with Jesus. And that is what's, Important now, hope is inspirational, like someone just said. Hope is inspirational, but hope is also a deterrent of action when you have full faith in hope. So, it's important that we understand just how important the awakening of understanding your surroundings so, the situational awareness that's what people lack. I like that situational awareness because situational awareness from for those that have been in the field, you know, that means to know your ground, know who's around, you know, where you're going and what you're anticipating. The majority of the U.S. population doesn't know what's going on, where they're at. It's kind of like they're strong and thinking, well, what's happening? How is this moving along? Where do I stand? What's a hundred feet from me? What's a mile from me? What is surrounding me? What's flying over me? What's flowing under me? People really don't have situational awareness. Now, it's quite difficult when you have so many components and so many variables. So the only way to get grounded is to be able to identify key factors that alter that. And the only way you do that is by paying attention to your gut. By paying attention to your core and your beliefs and what you can understand. That's all. That's all. You don't need anything else. Nothing else. Just yourself and faith in yourself. I mean, what has happened to people trusting their gut? If something sounds too good to be true, what's the rule of thumb? It probably is too good to be true, right? So that's what's important to remember. We have to be able to discern things a lot better. The truth cannot be canceled. So on that note, let's take a quick break so I can get some uh, coffee in. I definitely want some coffee right now. And, well, actually, I think a Red Bull is better. And I want to play the video for you so you guys can watch it. Um, before I started though, I'm so sorry, um, YouTube and Facebook and, uh, you know, I'm going to have to say goodbye. I don't want YouTube and Facebook to, uh, terminate my account. one might say, what do you care? Nobody's watching it. Yeah, there are a few people watching it and if they can watch it, then I want them to. So during this intermission, while we listen and watch, the song canceled come on over to twitch or trobo i'll see you guys in just a bit
1: i can't be canceled there's no way that you can stop me I'm fully independent there's no label who can drop me. y'all been starting rumors let me help you with some yeah i don't
0: care if you're me or friend, boy, i the channel
2: all right, guys, welcome back. So um, a lot to unpack this weekend because things are going to be moving really, really, really fast in June. You're going to see Monday is going to be here like nobody's business. You're going to be like, wait a minute. Wasn't it just Friday? I just remember it was Friday. Um, What's going on here? Now, just for percolation, because probably not going to revisit this topic for a while, only because it doesn't serve anything. Focus on the tasks at hand, which is to focus on your local communities. Focus on your housing association, if you can't go further than that, right? Do your little parts. Brace yourself for June. They're coming strong. They're coming very, very strong. Because everything that we've talked about, if you kind of think about it, remember when I said Idaho, right, was joining and now they wanted to make their own. Did you see where they sat on the region? There's always. What do they say? It's written in the stars. It's usually written in the stars. And. I want you guys to take June in stride. Enjoy the wins. But the real win happens at the end of September during October. There is no other. Remember, Illinois just had an election. Was it Illinois? I think, yeah, that just had the election where the ballots misread Republican votes for Democrat, they said, Miss Red, Miss Red, take the winds, enjoy the wins, because you need to ride that wave of those wins. So it's at that point, the more we have conversations with people, the more we spread and the more people eat the crow and report the things like I told them, I didn't want to be mean. Right. I'm not going to repeat this again, but I did say it a year ago, two years ago, six months ago, four months ago, a month ago. You're going to be reporting the shit I've been talking about like it or not. That's the way it is. And they are because they have nothing. I will not give them any more. It is okay, And I'm glad you're talking about it. But do it justice. Because you've caused enough harm. And your payday will come when this is in completion. Your payday will come. And it might not be very pretty. So, focusing on Ohio again, I just wanted to point something out, which is quite interesting. Um, We saw that, obviously, we found the Chinese researcher linked to Wuhan, blah, blah, blah. Now we have Ohio state professor sentenced for diverting NIH grant money to China. Let me ask you a question. For those of you that have been in research like myself, you know that you can't divert shit diddly squat money of the NIH without the approval of the person in charge of it. This is why we have IRBs, internal review boards. So ask yourself who gave the direction of diverting this grant money to China? (laughs)
10: Brad Johnson for Americans for Intelligence Reform, intelreform.org. A very interesting uh, uh, case has come out now of a, of a professor uh, who got arrested and sentenced. He's been, he was, you know, got arrested, so of course was fired. And that the case is finally, uh, you know, gone to the end, and he's now been sentenced to 37 months in prison, so three years in prison. And uh, this is all part of the FBI counterintelligence program that was ordered into action by President Trump. This was done in 2018, and there's been case after case after case after case. This is super low hanging fruit, and this guy was at uh, Ohio State. Uh, university and uh, and uh, just an, an interesting thing he pled guilty on this to get that lesser charge and uh, he was arrested in Anchorage as he was trying to flee the country back to China A good indicator so he he basically was was pled guilty to charges of using grant money from the National Institute of Health NIH 4.1 million dollars he was funneling it all to to Chinese research. So China was using this guy to steal money to fund their research. Uh, and guess what it had to do with immunology, which is back to the virus stuff. This is something that he'd been doing for years leading up to the COVID thing. And uh, so got convicted. He's been ordered to, for restitution for all of this, you know, the money that he stole and things like that by the court. But, you know, he's not going to have any money. What's and another interesting thing out of this is, so uh, I want to read this part to you because when he was taken into custody, uh, he had two laptops, three cell phones, several USB drives, several bars of silver, expired Chinese passports for his family and deeds for property in China. So this, like, you know, let's let's just boil this down to what it is. This is a Chinese spy who was doing, we would consider it like a covert action program to steal money and fund programs back in China, but it doesn't matter. He was a Chinese spy, had been run for years. He was in the university system here in the United States, very active at at, uh, Ohio State University and was doing everything and also Pennsylvania State University and doing everything he could do at the Chinese behest. Take home out of this, extremely important, our entire university system is suspect. This is just one more case of case after case after case. We've had dozens and dozens of professors either arrested who are in jail now. They've been caught trying to steal things and taking them to China. They've been fired. They couldn't prove the case. So they were thrown out of the university system. I mean, it's just this is low hanging fruit. Even the FBI probably isn't that interested in doing this. Uh, is still finding case after case after case after case because it's low hanging fruit. This is going to be one of those things that Biden will stop. I suspect this will be one of the last cases that we see of this because the Biden administration isn't interested. They don't care about the fact that China is having our lunch every day of the week and, and has corrupted our university system. And this, uh, This ability to influence and control our education system is in the institutes, the research institutes and the universities who are all getting money from China, grant money back, which probably is money they've stolen from us to begin with. And then just are feeding bits and pieces of it back in order to gain influence and control inside the university systems. We're putting Chinese people connected back to Chinese intelligence and the Chinese Communist Party on the boards of these places. They're controlling what is being taught to the kids. And this extends all the way down to junior kindergarten. There are schools in the United States now. Now that here in the United States, things like we don't want to teach math and they're dumbing everything down, China is putting in high schools and junior high schools and grade schools with junior kindergarten included in these things that teach math. Unbelievable. They're the ones driving our system into the frickin' toilet and behind the scenes there, they then supply the answer to it. If you're a parent and want your kid to have a good education, you send them to one of these Chinese controlled schools. What is one of the things that's taught in all of these schools, Chinese culture, Chinese language, you see it in all of them, but yet excellent math and excellent academics that you can't get out of the U S systems anymore because they don't want to teach that stuff anymore. Bizarro world that we've found ourselves in, but that's where we are. And this guy going to jail is, you know, it's just indisputable that this stuff is going on. And yet nobody's standing up and where are the people standing up? Where's the press? Where are the politicians? Even the supposedly conservative good guys, where the hell are you on this? Why are you not pointing out that the university system at the very minimum has to be gone over with a fine tooth comb and all of this influenced by China and the destruction and degradation of our education system has to be stopped. Where the hell are you guys? This has got to be fixed. Get your ass in gear. Let's get going on this. This is pure intelligence program being run against us by China to degrade our capability to defend ourselves. And at the same time, all of these kids are getting all of this propaganda Chinese propaganda, and they're building future contacts for themselves out of this. Guarantee you that's what they're up to. That's how the game is played.
2: And there are no deals. No deals. You heard him, former station chief. No deals. That's what's up. No deals. So moving along, because we're going to get a lot of that. No deals. None. Because that could have been done the right way. And it was never done the right way because, I mean, everybody was going to make something. Now, before we get into China, 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 I want to give us some insight. Someone shared a video that I want to share with you. Oh, gosh darn it.
10: Hold on, i got to pause it.
2: Because we talked about this, whoo, I'm going to say a very, very long time ago. But I've told you how, no, I don't want to do that. Okay, there we go. I've told you how your DNA is literally software. Take a listen to what Gates' company is saying. Um, If it's going to let me do it.
15: it Imagine a world where we can do computation inside living cells. The problem we're trying to solve is really trying to have a more sophisticated diagnosis that can happen automatically inside cells. Imagine a biological computer that operates inside a living cell so for example it could be used to determine whether a cell is cancerous and if so then trigger the death of the cell so here we're talking about little molecular systems that you can you know work that run in a test tube or maybe even in a live cell so they're really small the type of work that they're doing is essentially they're trying to sense analyze and control molecular information
3: in this project we're trying to use dna as a
15: programmable material DNA is highly programmable, just like a computer, and we can program a whole range of complex behaviors using DNA molecules. So we're taking advantage of a phenomenon called DNA strand displacement. So DNA strand displacement is essentially a competitive hybridization reaction. So it's two strands of DNA that come together, and as they bind to one another, a third strand that was initially bound is kicked off. We developed a language for programming molecular circuits made of DNA. So the programmer would write down a collection of DNA strands, and the software will work out how these DNA strands interact with each other and can be used to predict their behavior over time. And this kind of software could, for example, be used to detect and fix bugs in a molecular circuit design before that circuit is built. So what our technology enables for the first time is that any system described as a chemical reaction network can now be translated, implemented, in biology at the molecular level. So this could enable a whole range of biotechnology applications. For example, it could allow us to both detect and treat disease to a level of precision that has not been possible so far. It could also allow us to uh, make new compounds far more efficiently. These compounds could be medicines or biomaterials. And ultimately it could allow us to make uh, biological computers that operate at the molecular scale.
2: So now, hopefully you see what I say when I say that it's just software. It's just software. And that's exactly it. They're just hijacking your software. And I have shared this before. You know, a long, long time ago, they um, had a bunch of children, which is the most malleable software. And it can auto-edit itself And attempted with technology, they had no idea what it was, to do just that. And it failed. And it was painful. And it failed. It failed completely. But where it took, I mean, if you're going to upgrade somebody to, I mean, if the software is smarter than you and you don't understand it, why would you think that the uh, individual that you upgraded would tell you that they were upgraded? It makes no sense. It's called self-preservation, and so that is the way it is. Children's children. One thing about children is is that you know, those of you that are parents know kids can't lie, right? And they. And adults take that to face value. The only time a child will lie is if their life is at stake and they know that they will die or someone they love will die. So what would make, I don't know, any mere mortal or whatever they want to call themselves, right? uh, That are people that do these things. What would make them think that if they integrated and changed and upgraded you know, a child that a child that's upgraded would tell them the truth. Oh, yeah, totally. I can do this now or I can say that now. I'm just saying, just hypothetically speaking, of course. You have to understand that the technology upgrades, this is from a long time ago. Uh, The videos and the research that Google and Microsoft have been doing have been going on for ages, This was actually the premise of uh, Jeffrey Epstein's research in Ethiopia. And Ted Rose knew. But the thing is, every time they tried it, they failed. Because they tried to replicate technology that would not sustain itself past 2012. They were in a rush. They needed to get this done, but always failed. I mean, you know... You can't play God with things that you don't understand. You can't change the genetics of a human being without understanding what a human being is. And that's the problem. If you don't know something, how are you going to fix it? It's like me trying to take apart a Dodge, right? And wanting to replace its motor with a Chevy motor. And not understanding just how important it is to the RAM to have, I don't know, whatever cylinders it has. Look, just so you can see how clueless I am about cars. I've just never read up on them. But but hopefully that simile helps, right? That's basically what they're doing. And these um, masked introductions of um, medications to help you uh, were just that. Uh, attempts, shots in the dark what Tedros did to his own people in Ethiopia he will be held responsible for it he will be held responsible for it this was the premise of Epstein's research now huh, Epstein was up there he was the the front he was the cleaner i want to see the cleaner and the joiner right remember what he always did he was a germaphobe wasn't he he didn't like eating with people. He didn't go to restaurants. Ever ask yourself why a man so sickly rich wouldn't do that? Why he had his own chef? Why he wouldn't eat out with people? That's because he knew. And a lot of other people knew. And that he was vulnerable. And It's, it's fact. So, the people. They must rise up. When they realize that they are many and they are few, it will manifest. And one of those manifestations happened at a Yankees game yesterday. Did you guys see that? I did. And I want to share it with you. Let me see if I could get it up for you. It was so much fun to watch this. Um, And you should be doing that everywhere you go. Do it. State it. Show them. That Trump won, and make sure it's as loud as this. I mean, I was so proud to watch it. Uh, it. Was awesome. So, in the middle of a Yankees game, people just hung out that nice old banner that said "Trump won, Trump won." So, all you have to do is make your voice heard. How do you make your voice heard? You don't do it by burning buildings down. You don't do it by marching in the streets. Yeah, you might attract attention, but you're going to attract the wrong people infiltrating. So how do you draw attention to yourself? Have conversations. Proudly wear your banners. Proudly educate people. Like this morning, I really wanted to eat eggs, okay? And pancakes. And so I talked about it on Telegram. So we got in there. Both of us had no masks on. None. We walk into IHOP. You know, I was... I had trouble finding where I was going to pick out, pick up counterpart. (laughs) Um, And it was quite quite a journey. Uh, Finally got counterpart. I go to IHOP. We're ready for eggs. We're standing there. No masks. No one says nothing until Ramika Jefferson, the self-proclaimed manager of the IHOP, says, do you have masks? And counterpart had a mask I didn't, I I left my, I I said, I left it in the car. Can I just put my shirt over my face? Cause I'm only going to walk five feet. Ramika says, no. I was like, all right. Okay. So I'll go out in the pouring rain to my car and get my mask. And Ramika just looks at me like, all right. So I leave, I come back. Counterpart is like, yeah, we're being refused service. I'm like, what, what? I wanted to talk to the manager. <laughs> I wanted to be a Karen. So there are six members. And counterpart didn't even pay attention that all of them had. One of them had a BLM, you know, what are those? What do they call those things? The pins that you wear? Damn it. How can I forget that word? Now I'm recalling it in all these languages. Oh God. Um the the buttons, the pin buttons, right? yeah, not lapel pin. It's like those buttons. Um, yeah, just buttons, right. With the pin, there's no specific word. How, how poor is the English language? Right. So one of them was wearing that on their hip by their jeans. The other one had, um, you know, the, the logo on the t-shirt. So it was like, counterpart, you not see that you're talking to those brainwashed people. And I was like, all right, so what you're saying is, I mean, there was no way we were going to eat there after that, right? They'll spit in your food and do stuff. That's how disgusting they are. But um, I wanted to speak to the manager. And I said, I'd like to know who was offended. I was offended because I was told that masks represent slavery. They do. Do your homework. Google it yourself. Um, I mean, we did go to the steel yards. I mean... That's where there's like two arrests a day at that neighborhood. You know, so it's all the nice people go there. And um, that was okay. Cause then I just, you know, had a second cup of coffee from somewhere else. Uh, but she felt offended and um, didn't like that masks are, or, or, you know, told that they were slavery. And the other People that were surrounding Ramika Jefferson, who, by the way, when I asked for the manager's name, she said, I don't have to give you my name. So I just picked up my phone to take a picture of her thing, uh, pretended to take a picture. I was typing it to myself, right? I texted it, I think, to Phoebe. She was like, what's that name? Um, She was hiding it and ran away. But the other people were kind of like, you know, these people are right. Like, this is so dumb. But uh, yeah, counterpart was only at 25% at that time. So when counterpart gets riled up, (laughs) counterpart gets riled up. So um, that was uh, something that, I guess, I think the person that walked out with us that was going somewhere um, to give a delivery understood. And you could see two of the other people that were flanking Ramika Jefferson from her left, you know, were kind of like, they're right, right? Um, So it's kind of nice when you see a few people shift. Remember kind of how we looked at those reaction videos and you could see the person having that cognitive dissonance struggle inside where, you know, the person's right, but I don't like that they're right. I did disagree with counterparts saying, go get the vaccine. You're totally going to be safe. That was no, that was totally wrong. Totally wrong totally wrong because it's like giving someone a gift of Malaysian airline flight tickets. So that was totally wrong. So I was like, no counterpart spoke up and said (laughs) no. Uh, So that was quite fascinating. Um, But I don't agree with it because I would never wish that upon someone um, at all. I would not wish that upon someone at all. So, What's going on next week? As you can see, two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, maybe a little bit more than that. I've started the narrative on Hunter Biden. Uh, uh, Obviously, you know, I have been putting it out and pretty much telling the media you're failing. You're not doing your job. You're not reporting things and you have this. Right. And so. You will be called out because there's a lot in there that you're not telling the people these are actual crimes. So now we're seeing that everyone is starting to kind of talk about it. Mind you, they are talking about it in a more whitewashed way, but, you know, they're still talking about it. So that's something. I wanted to... Show you, well, you're seeing it all in the news, but I wanted to show you something interesting. Another, it's just so fascinating how this is happening now. Let me see, can I start it? Okay. Let me pause it. I want you to see this clip. Okay. Because first, Newsweek came out with it. Then they have putting pressure on people to talk about, you know, a certain movement. And now, this, this is very interesting. Very interesting. And I want to show you this. It's quite fascinating. Let me see. Is this commercial? Okay, it's good. Here we go. You guys ready for this? Listen carefully.
14: The Russia collusion story we spent three years living through and covering turned out to be a hoax. In fact, it was perhaps the greatest fraud ever perpetrated in American politics how did it start well in part was something called the Steele dossier that turned out to be opposition research put together by a British spy called Christopher Steele who was Christopher Steele well no one had ever heard of Christopher Steele and yet everyone believed him immediately the allegations in this Christopher Steele dossier and you went through the timeline very well a few moments ago
7: are stunning There are actually substantial portions of what was in the Steele dossier, which was a raw intelligence document, that
15: have indeed checked out.
14: Based on our own reporting and word from numerous official sources, the dossier, in fact, is far from bogus. I think we're going to actually have to stop calling it the infamous dossier. Mm -hmm. Increasingly, it's the accurate dossier.
2: So as we're listening to this clip, I'm going to make corrections. But what's interesting is his intro. Oh, nobody ever heard of him, but we're all just going to believe him, right? Pay attention to the verbiage. There's going to be more.
14: Based on our reporting. Liars. Now that they've been exposed as liars, the whole story has been memory-holed. You don't hear a word about the Steele dossier. Barry Meyer has written a new book, though, that examines that dossier and the broader relationships between journalists and the...
2: And the book is called Spooked. The Trump Dossier, Black Cube, and the Rise of Private Spies. So convenient
14: intelligence community the book is called spooked the trump dossier black cube and the rise of private spies he joins us now thanks so much for coming on it it dawns me this is an hour-long conversation that we really should be having (laughs) but in the next short period of time tell us the connection between the intelligence community globally and american journalists how how broad is it
16: how big is this well, it's very big tuss- Tucker and thanks very much for having me on to start with. Uh so journalists get information from all kinds of places. They get it from traditional intelligence agencies uh like the CIA, they get it from law enforcement agencies like the FBI, but what I really focus on in the book is this booming growing role of private intelligence firms or as or private spies a- as I call them and her One of them, a character
14: called Damon Jones. Oh, no. Oh, no. I was trying to pause
2: it. Gosh darn it. Let's go back there. So I wanted to say, um, I did tell you that Brennan and Clapper are going to perp walk, right? Pay attention to this, these statements again.
14: How,
16: How broad is it? How big is this? Well, it's very big, Tucker, and thanks very much for having me on to start with. Uh, So journalists get information from all kinds of places. They get it from traditional intelligence agencies uh, like the CIA. They get it from law enforcement agencies like the FBI. But what I really focus on in the book is this booming, growing role of private intelligence firms or as, or private spies as I call them. And, you know, this industry has exploded in the past decade and they're, connections with journalists have exploded along with it.
14: I mean, if you're reporting out a story, one of one of your concerns is being used by the people feeding you the information for some purpose you're not aware of. It seems like this arrangement is particularly vulnerable to that.
16: It should be your first and foremost uh, concern as a journalist. You know, my I, at the times where I spent most of my career, I did health and safety reporting. I was the reporter that first broke the story about OxyContin and its illegal marketing. And when drug companies were making claims, you as a reporter would scrutinize them. Uh, Unfortunately, in the case of the dossier and other situations, we have reporters who aren't giving these claims the same level of scrutiny. And as a result, this thing kind of metastasized on its own. Yeah, BuzzFeed just printed it flat
14: out without vetting any of it why do you think that is what what has
2: okay so that's bullshit let me tell you what happened because i was there so it was harry reed that actually took the dossier harry reed took the dossier to mother jones mother jones was the first one to actually report on the dossier i was actually there when mccain and lindsey graham were laughing about it now how did yahoo do the circular reporting because they were told to by the fbi We have to remember that all of these agencies, all of these mainstream media outlets are linked to the agency. Now, as you can see, there's a lot of whitewashing. I'm still really upset. It could be a misspoken thing. But it's really important to understand that. Kind of like I showed you a couple days before it happened, how we had the press showing you Hamas digging tunnels and then Israel strikes the headquarters of AP because that's where they were making freaking tunnels. Again, who interviewed El Chapo? Where did it go? Like, hello, that's what's up. So let's continue this. Listen carefully.
14: Change that Intel services, private or government, can just feed information and then see it in print.
16: You know, I think it's a result of several factors. You know, there's been a tremendous growth uh, within the media. There's been a fracturing of it. There are, you know, extremes on, on, on either end politically uh, of the media arc. And so, you know, there's a great appetite for scoops. You know, everyone wants to claim that something's new. We have some intelligence. We, we have something fresh that no one else uh, has.
2: And this is why they won't, your alt media, the people that you've trusted for the past few years, that you trusted for news, aren't telling you the news because they're greedy. They want to be the ones taking the credit rather than putting it on. So that's what's up. So pay attention to what he is saying. And come on, guys. The CIA has been creating movies and writing books. For forever. And it's not just the CIA. I keep calling the clowns out only. There's more clowns. They're just in agencies of names that you don't know or are not household names.
16: And as a result, this becomes, you know, a petri dish for these private intelligence firms to kind of feed information.
14: You know, the reporting that you're doing on this, you know, we should have been reading about for the past year. This seems really important. And I hope that we talk again. Barry Meyer, appreciate it. Congratulations on the book.
16: I greatly appreciate it, Tucker. Thanks. Thank. You.
2: And he knows how much trouble he's in for just saying that out loud and posting that book. You can see he was very uncomfortable uh, putting it out there. But like he said, uh, there. this has been going on for a long time, these private spies And, you know, I hope you guys are revisiting Millie's Clues playlist because it's really important that you see it. There are a lot of black budgets, so black that you will never see them. They are lost in space, sometimes literally. So now, speaking of news and driving news cycles, I want you guys to, you know, in retrospect, I would say, Focus on how hunter biting is coming out into focus, how everything we've been talking about has been coming into focus now. And this is all perfect timing considering what's going to be happening in the next, what is it? 10 days, 12, 13 days, right? 13 days from now. I think we should be the 12 days, you know, so you're going to be hearing about it because I will be, even though I'll be on the move, I will be broadcasting, uh, except for Wednesday, not Wednesday, Wednesday, oh, Wednesday, I have to check, yeah, Wednesday, I have to check, but um, it's quite fascinating when you realize how things are done, people need to stay on the right side for now, this is where you see the self-preservation kick in. Suddenly, everyone's on the same page talking Biden, 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 Biden. But what are we doing? Yeah, Biden, Biden. We already talked about it. But here's what else is happening. Okay? camilla 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 The cartels, one of the biggest files that I may or may not have, but I definitely do not have in my possession, is going to be coming. HSBC. You can't run and you can't hide and telling people that you are no longer servicing regular customers because you need to focus on your sharks. We already have everything we need. So it's not like you're going to run away with it and get away with it. So just to give you a clue on what's happening in the next few days, listen to this.
17: Socialist Democrats in and out of the press calling Republicans and Donald Trump an agent of Russia. They did this with no evidence, of course. And unlike the fake journalists at CNN, MSNBS, The New York Times, The Washington Post, we have evidence to ask this question. Is Joe Biden an agent of China? We explore that real possibility in tonight's preamble. Before we dive into that, let me remind you of what socialists and their allies in the corrupt press were saying about President Trump and the Republican party with no evidence.
4: And my Republican colleagues, they
14: so dearly want to believe that Donald Trump is somebody who he is not. He is acting still as an agent of Russia. Do you believe the President Trump still is an agent of Russia? What do you mean by that? He acts on their behalf. He puts mm-hmm. their interests too often
6: ahead of our own interests. If you're Vladimir Putin, ripping to shreds american institutions is one giant goal and then everything that you pointed out on the other world stage is another
10: donald trump is i'm sure he doesn't mean to but he's just bumbling into this doing
4: vladimir putin's bidding you said he's an agent of the russian federation unwitting 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 and the
6: the federation has been recruited by putin that's why he's taken the positions
17: he's taken Hmm, the mother probe confirmed that there was no collusion between trump and russia We've also had it confirmed that it is Biden who is doing Putin's bidding after Biden lifted sanctions on Russians, uh, the the Russians that actually, the sanctions that were put in place by Russians to allow the completion of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Now, Any idiot can see that it is Biden and his left-wingers who are bending this country over for Putin. Biden's betrayal is so far deeper when it comes to China. Yesterday, we learned that one of Biden's first acts upon taking over the Oval Office was to kill an investigation started by President Trump to discover China's role in the creation and intentional spreading of the China virus pandemic. According to Forbes and other news sources, the Biden administration shut down a clandestine State Department operation intended to prove the lab-based origins of COVID-19. According to the Forbes... Don't worry, we already had everything
2: we need.
17: ...article, Team Biden worried that communist China would be implicated for their role in spreading the China virus pandemic... A pandemic that has claimed nearly 600,000 American lives. I asked my radio audience today, is there any reason that benefits America why Joe Biden would kill an investigation into communist China? Everyone agreed that this move was done to protect China, not America. But sycophants in the press will shout, Biden is now saying he wants an investigation into China's involvement. Well, that is true. But just days ago, his administration said there would be no investigation. Instead, Biden insisted that we rely on China's puppet, the corrupt World Health Organization, to get to the bottom of the origins of the China virus. So why the about face? It's because Biden's team knew the story was coming out. They knew that Americans, and soon the world, would know that Biden has been working for China to protect China. Because once the world knows... But some officials have revealed that not only is the China virus likely man-made, but it was Xi Jinping who ordered its spread after an accidental containment breach in Wuhan. Biden knows that once the world gets wind of this, billions will demand China pay a deep price. And Biden's family and many Democrats make a lot of money off of China. The House of Cards is collapsing. That's why Biden is trying to set up a so-called three-month investigation, in which time They can work on covering up this scandal and hoping the compliant press will help his Marxist administration distract the American people with some contrived story about Trump or some other Democrat-created crisis. But 600,000 Americans have died from or because of the China virus. I don't think we the people will forget. Now, about the press. When conservatives, Trump, and real journalists began to ask questions about China's role in the pandemic, the biased press tried to discredit us Our pals at Grabian put together this montage to remind all of you which members of the media are protecting communist China.
4: Because we don't know where the novel coronavirus came from yet, the conspiracy theories fill the void. I'm telling you the Chai are trying to weaponize this thing. Conservative talk show host Rush Limbaugh with zero proof suggesting a Chinese bioweapon lab is to blame.
5: This question about the Wuhan lab, we know that it's been debunked. Those same agencies now have been tapped with investigating one of Trump world's most favorite conspiracy theories. This week, Donald Trump is still pushing the debunked bunkum, despite his own intelligence
12: community's findings that that is simply not true. And there is simply no reason to believe that 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 is the case. There is no empirical evidence to verify that.
6: Coming up with a conspiracy theory
4: to try and foment xenophobia.
15: We don't need to invoke conspiracy theories. This is just another example of of the president trying to change the narrative from his own failings.
17: Indeed, his eminence, Dr. Fauci, a man who has flip-flopped every step of the way through the pandemic, gave the press all the ammunition they needed until
4: he didn't. You look at the evolution of the virus in bats and what's out there now is very, very strongly leaning towards this could not have been artificially or deliberately manipulated.
12: So I wanted to ask, are you still confident that it developed naturally? No,
4: actually, i that's the point that I said. No, I'm not convinced uh, about that. I think that we should continue to investigate what went on in China. Mm. Yeah, Dr. Fauci has been
17: diverting American taxpayer dollars to our enemies for years. It begs the question, who are the idiots in our elected government who thought such an ignorant man should have control over our taxpayer money? Here is Fauci admitting he has no idea who he's giving money to in China.
7: So you don't think the Chinese would lie to
4: you? Well, when you say the Chinese, the Chinese are a rather broad group. I know the
7: scientists that we've dealt with have been trustworthy. Mm -hmm. You think all the scientists uh, have told the truth? In terms of the origin of the Wuhan virus and not been influenced by the Communist Party of China, do you? I don't
4: have enough insight into the Communist Party in China to know the interactions between them and the scientists, sir.
17: (laughs) Right. Fauci has no clue about the interactions between the filthy totalitarian slavers in the China Communist government and the scientists they control. So naturally, Fauci Fauci is going to give them our money. What could go wrong? Fauci is 100% ignorant of how communist countries work, yet he's authorized to share American money, American research, and knowledge with our enemies?
7: Here's what I'm getting at. You gave them money, and you said, don't do not do gain the function research. Correct. And they said, we won't. Correct. And you ha- have no way of knowing whether they did or not, except you trust them. Is that right?
4: Well, we do Generally, always trust the grantee to do what they say. And you look at the results.
7: Have you ever had a grantee lie to you?
4: I cannot guarantee that a grantee has not lied to us because you never know. Yeah.
17: Yeah, you never know. So maybe it's a good rule of thumb not to give American medical know-how and our money to a group of scientists who work for a government dedicated to destroying our country, the United States. Wouldn't that be the better part of valor, Mr. Fauci? And you certainly don't trust China's puppet organization, the World
7: Health Organization. Can we agree that if you took President Xi Jinping and turned him upside down and shook him, the World Health Organization would fall out of his pocket?
4: I don't think I can answer that question, sir. I'm sorry.
7: (laughs) What do you think that the... uh, President Xi Jinping has undue influence over the World Health Organization, do you? I
4: I have no way of knowing the influence of the president of China over the WHO.
17: Man alive. For a man who's been given all of this power and our tax money, and for a guy that the press has insisted is the smartest guy around, it seems like he doesn't know what the hell is going on in the world around him. So here's what we know tonight. It's looking more likely that the China virus was hatched out of a lab that was 900 miles away from the bat species that is alleged to have incubated the China virus. We know that Xi Jinping, upon learning at a human to human transmission of a virus, allowed his people to travel outside of Wuhan to the rest of the world, but not to the rest of China. We know that Democrats have blocked every Republican effort to hold China accountable. And now we know that Joe Biden killed an investigation looking into China's role into the pandemic. I think political cartoonist AF Bronco detailed it best. For various reasons, the press, Biden and Fauci have been protecting communist China. The press protects China because, well, that's what Democrats do. And also China hates Trump. And that's all the excuse the biased press needs. Fauci protects China because he's now realizing that his efforts may have funded a bio-attack against our country, and it is excused that I trusted communists won't really fly with the American people. And that leaves Biden. Why is he protecting China? Now, as stated, we know that Biden and his family, well, they made a lot of money off China. Could that be it? We know Biden's ideology matches that of the dictator of China, Xi. Could that be it? Now, whatever his reasons... I think, given the evidence, the American people are right to ask this question Is Biden an agent of our enemy, China? Hey, I'm Rob
6: Finnerty. Thanks for watching.
2: Well, I'm going to take you back in time before I say goodbye and have you listen to my New Year's Eve snippet. New Year's Eve 2019. Listen to this, okay? Just listen to this. Here we go. They believe that. And that is where, you know, the Chinese may decide with pressure from north korea south korea and japan to kind of be like well why not why go for this dominance i mean that's like centuries old we've evolved as human beings this is what president trump is doing he's he's telling him look that's not the way to go because at some point you'll get world dominance and then you're going to collapse that's history that's the way it is we have to find a perfect medium that is a saying from the ancient Greeks that says everything in moderation. The real war, the big war, is that with China. They are the enemy. But President Trump is trying to tell them you don't have to be the enemy. You can stop. You can reverse whatever you're doing. We don't have to go that route. Because he's not going to be here after 10 years or 20 years. But his kids are and his grandkids are, right? He's concerned about those. That is what he's concerned, just as I am concerned about my children and their children. So that was from my New Year's Day episode in 2019. So the truth can't be canceled, no matter what anyone says. And that's a fact. It's disheartening to many. Uh, I know myself, I struggle. And, you know, I was canceled big time from employment to my life to everything happening at once to, you know, having a whole state probe me and and loathe me. Even the people did, even though I was trying to help them. And so 2019, New Year's Day, I was giving you the version that should have been But telling you exactly what was being planned. Now, those of you that hate me for not spelling it out, sorry, that's not the way it works. It just doesn't. No one can feed you information because then you turn out to be following crazy rabbit holes. It's better to just think. You know, you'll hate me. A lot of people. Love comes later. Wait till the cartel stuff drops. Boy, I know they're scared. Because this month, aside from getting our nation torched from coast to coast, if they succeed, we have other things that are going to be happening. The Middle East is not going to go away. Many of those were rumors of war. This is why I did not mention them. But we'll take care of that. Enjoy June. We'll have many wins. Remember, those wins doesn't mean you can slack off. It means you get even harder, stronger, and faster. Take over your school boards. Take over your city councils. Take over your county commissioners. It's your community, your city, your state, your nation. Do not let them tell you what to do. You know what's best for you, your children, and you you want exactly what our founding fathers envisioned god bless
18: i'm gonna fight a all. Seven Nation Army couldn't hold me back They're gonna rip it off Taking their time right behind my back And I'm talking to myself at night Because I can't forget Back and forth through my mind Behind a cigarette And the message coming from my eyes says leave it alone. Don't want to hear about it. Every single one's got a story to tell. Everyone knows about it. From the Queen of England to the House of Hope. And if I catch you coming back my way, I'm gonna sell it to you. And that ain't what you want to hear, but that's what I'll do. And the feeling's coming from my phone, just says, find a home.